0: Coming up, are you feeling like, does the world even need another weather podcast or scanner app? Well, today's guest shares why he decided to create a scanner app and why you might want to build an app in a very competitive space. Also, he reveals the best performing ad creative, how to optimize Facebook ads for conversions and how to integrate influencer marketing with your Facebook ads. All that and so much more.
1: The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young.
0: With over 120 million happy users, Theorem Reach is helping app developers make more money with fun, rewarded surveys that you can easily add to your app. Go check out theoremreach.com to learn more. B7Dev.com is the app development firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs go from app idea to success because they understand startups and don't charge you huge fees just to get your app off the ground. Learn more at B7Dev.com. Is up, App Nation. It is Steve P. Young, founder of appmasters.com, the place you go when you want action packed content relating to growing your app downloads and hopefully your app revenue as well. I've been talking a lot about subscriptions and how do you really grow subscriptions? What are the little tweaks and hacks that you can use to drive user growth and conversions on the subscription side? And today I've got a phenomenal guest. We got to meet in person a couple of months ago before this whole pandemic started. And now, super excited to have him on the show as well. And we're going to talk all about subscription, how you he- figures out which apps to create, what to charge and how he's able to convert more of his downloads into paying subscribers. All right, without further ado, his name is Malcolm Parrish. He's an app entrepreneur and he's got a software development agency called 7 Mile Apps, 7mileapps.com. All that's linked up into the show notes and if you want to check out his app, go check out Scan Magic as well just look learn- Search for Scan Magic in your app store and you'll find the PDF scanner and all. I'm going to ask him why he decided to, to create a PDF scanner app as well. Malcolm, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Um,
0: did thanks. I put your last name or did I get it right? Yes. Okay, cool. I should have asked you before we hit record. Hey, man. So talk to me about this. Like, Let's just get into it. Like The app research process. Why another scanner app? I know a mutual friend of ours, James, we talked all about scanner apps too. But why did you decide to create a sc- scanner app?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I would say this wasn't my first app. So I've been excited about apps for a while. Um, but, you know, I had the the first app that I created, I just kind of was in my own head, wasn't really looking at the market. I was like, you know, this is something I need. And that app didn't do very well. So I would say that was kind of in the back of my head, just kind of, you know, only that one experience when I only tried to serve myself. And then basically a a short period before creating this app, I was actually trying to do a, uh, a uh, Amazon. It's like Amazon FBA. Yeah, and, um, it's a similar process to create, you know, an FBA product, where they recommend that you study the market. You know, you look up a particular um, product and you try to see, like, is there a way that you can improve it somehow, improve the product somewhat. You know, study the customer reviews. So that was kind of the same process I used.
0: Why scanners though? Like, was it just oh, yeah. because there's so many, I mean, I felt like if I'm looking at it and we talked about this a little bit with James is it's a very competitive market. Like why did you decide to get into that particular market?
1: Oh yeah. It's, I think it's tough. I mean, I, I decided one, I I like the apps. I like what it does. I like the productivity and utility space for apps and, um, I would say it was a, you know, you want to find a market that's still strong. Mm. It's that balance. It's like, is it, is the market too small almost? Cause I, I was thinking of some other ideas too, and the market was almost too small. I so see it's that tough balance between like, I think you want a strong market, good sales, but then you, you don't want it to be too saturated. So. That's kind of what led me to it. But I had also seen that these apps have been around for a while. So it's like, I remember checking the charts, you know, for a couple of years, and like these scanners have been out. and Then you see when they're created and they're still up there. So it's like I wanted to create something that would, uh, you know, last for a while and be around.
0: You know, I talked to James about the some of the tactics that he's using to launch an app. And he was like, you know, I go on, I go live on Facebook and I just say, hey, I launched this app. You know, go check it out. I'm giving away $100 gift card or maybe cash. I forget what he said mm-hmm. exactly, but he gave away $100 and all he wanted was user feedback. Like, let me know what you thought about the app and obviously leave a review for the app. I love that strategy because it's sort of like just hustling. And, it's, it's uh, you know, he's like, I get up. Oh, really good users. I get a lot of great feedback because I'm testing out the market and I get really good ratings because obviously they're his friends and family. Well, what kind of strategies have you used to launch your app?
1: Oh, for sure. So was he, he was paying $100 per person?
0: No, it was a giveaway, dude. So it was oh, yeah. like, I'm giving away one, user, one person is going to win $100 from
1: me. <laughs> no, I've tried a couple different things. I definitely had, a. I feel like a really good launch. Um, a couple of my family actually blasted it themselves through their own networks that was nice so I didn't you know I think it looks it's better when someone else does it too yeah but um so I've had those you know those blasts you know I've definitely tapped people in my network too about the app and then that really gave me a good boost you know right at the launch time and then I was also ready to go with you know paid traffic so I knew I wanted to do search ads so I, you know, I planned for search ads and also Facebook ads right away. So as soon as I, you know, was live, I was ready to go on those. I, like I was ready to kind of start, you know, start testing. But it was all kind of to get that. I know that when you launch an app too, you get kind of a boost. So I was just trying to take advantage of that boost as much as I could. But those were I'm trying to think if there was anything else I did. Um, that was. I've also, there was a couple of blogs I looked at, and I got featured on a blog as well. So kind was of- Was it just, like
0: a major blog or a niche blog?
1: It was more yeah. of like a niche blog. Okay. Like an app review blog. And I got a, a short story on there about the app and how I created it.
0: Very cool, man. Hey, D, talk to me about, okay, one, how did you get your family to promote it? Do you just reach out to your mom, dad, like, hey, mom, dad, can you promote this for me?
1: I actually didn't even ask them to. They okay. Just, Yeah. So some family just did. Um, They knew, you know, they knew I was working on it. And then when it came time to share it, they were, you know, I shared it to them. they were excited. And then they shared it. Ah, That's very cool, man. I like that. They'll they'll talk about it too, you know, when they're out and stuff. So that that definitely helps me. (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool.
0: Hey, talk to me about your search ad strategy.
1: Oh yeah. So the search ads, I've actually not really dabbled much with the, uh, I believe the advanced search ads. You know I really just have stuck with the basic. So with basic, I you know it's pretty simple. You just choose the you know the amount you want to spend. One thing I would note is you can't really go back. so if you if you decide to spend more than you want, you know you can't really go back until the next month.
0: Oh, okay. Because so you, you set up the basic campaign. You're like, hey, I want to spend $500 a month or $500 a month. And you're like, wait, wait, no, I actually meant to say $250. You can't yeah. just roll it back anymore. They're like, no, you're stuck with the $500?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So you get, the one thing is you don't get a lot of data. So, and also with the basic campaign, you don't get um, basically the like the attribution. They have a separate attribution, I think. So, but if you use uh, AppsFlyer, Flyer, so I use Apps Flyer to get data too on my search ads. Oh nice. Like the ROI and everything. And that's been it's been pretty helpful. So search ads for me, they're kinda like a nice boost, but they never re- really that didn't I never really got that much of a return from them. Okay, like I think good for cheap downloads. But they're tough to to track as well. Versus, so you, oh. sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, versus like Facebook. I've really i probably spent most of my time with Facebook. So okay. I, really like, I really like how Facebook you can get the uh, standard events. So I can at least really see what's happening like in my funnel.
0: Let me close the loop on search ads. The are you getting a decent ROI through Apps Like yeah, like hey, this is a good ROI for search ads basic?
1: I would say a good ROI for downloads for sure. Okay. Not- you know payments all right Um, it could also be there's so many steps in the funnel so it's like it could be could it be the payment screen for example so but that very cheap downloads which was good so yeah
0: that helps out how did you come up with the number i know in search that's basic you just say look i want to pay this much per download like how do you come up with that number
1: oh um I think it's just, you know, you have to kind of think about you have to estimate, which is, is tough, you know, especially with the new app. But you have to think about your, uh, the li- you know, the lifetime value and everything, which can be tough. But I like to think of that, too, because a lot of times you, um, you know, you, you think too much about the initial price. But, you, you know, you do. This is a subscription app. So people do stay around. And then you have to factor that in. But that's pretty, you know, pretty much what I used was I kind of thought about, you know, not even you know, not even stressing kind of about the future and the lifetime value, but just, you know, in this moment, what would I want to get back on that? Mm. What's the minimum I need to get back?
0: Do you remember what you said to that? Or what do you have said to that?
1: About like one point five. One point five. I like that.
0: Seems like a good number, like one to one to two is generally how I set it up too. For one of my clients, what we did was, I mean, they launched the app a little bit, so we had like maybe a week or week and a half worth of data, maybe two weeks. But essentially, we we looked at all the data, what the conversion rates look like, and we got revenue per download. And man, dude, he was converting really well. So we we're like, wow, we get like maybe a dollar sixty per revenue per download. So like, all right, we'll start it at one or one fifty, and see what we can able to do with search ads. The, so I think it's a great starting. but let's talk about Facebook. You said you're doing most of this stuff on Facebook. What's your targeting look like for Facebook or what do you want to start with Facebook in terms of like, what's really worked for you on that platform
1: with Facebook? I would say just making sure I have the data. That's been the main thing, you know, really understanding the platform, making sure I have the right data. So um, setting up a funnel as well. So I've, I track each part of the process. So it's kind of like what I've seen is I think it's pretty rare for an app to just hit the ground running, but being able to make those like improvement steps, like see which part. So basically I have, you know, different actions or different uh, standard events for each action up to like, you know, do they get to the onboarding? Do they get to the, uh, the upsell screen? Mm-hmm. they it and start trial and every so all of those things i would say so the standard events is important and uh i played with um you know i played with different audiences and i found that for me i just kind of use general targeting because it's a pretty general app so it's not like pretty much anyone can benefit from a scanner so i found that the general targeting was the best
0: And when you say the, the events, are you just setting up or I forget what you said, the actions or the funnel, is it just Facebook events? Like you, you set it up within the Facebook analytics and you have the onboarding, the seeing the trial. Is it within Facebook, the, the, what Facebook calls Facebook events? I think.
1: Yes. yes. Okay. And then you can basically pull those into your, uh, you know, the, uh, ad dashboard. And then you can kind of see like, as you're running the ads, like. You know how many go through this step, this step, this step. So
0: interesting. Yeah. So you can be like, this ad generated this many events, so to speak. Yeah. So you know. Yeah.
1: Exactly, so, so that's good. And then um I played with the conversion and app install campaign. So, but I've done most of my work with the conversion campaign. So. Right.
0: And so that's like optimizing for a particular event. Yes. Yeah what is what have you found is it like a trial getting through on board what do you what do you found to be the most effective in terms of optimizing for events
1: i would say the well my understanding too is that you can the way i went about it first was you actually want to kind of feed the uh feed facebook so i kind of start at the top of the funnel and then like as i get more then i move down uh move down the funnels that's that's what i did yeah but um Trying to think, I mean, probably just starting the start trial is the, the most important, but then I have a case where uh, I also have the trial. So it's like, there's a lot of factors into like getting, a you know, you know, a payment and then a customer that stays on. Hmm. I have a three-day trial. So that's, I, I like trials, but at the same time, it's like, and you have to factor in if someone cancels. So it's like it would be a lot easier for me to track if it was just a one time.
0: Yeah. So true, man. I think the trials like it becomes a pretty crazy spreadsheet because you got to go back like this revenue was from the download seven days before, or for your case, three days before. And so how do you get to the the right revenue per download number? Now I know Malcolm, you're always iterating on the the subscription. You're probably iterating on your, your ads as well. the, what I want to talk to you about next is the weekly subscription. I think your app has a weekly subscription. What are your thoughts on having a weekly subscription
1: plan? I would say um, experiment with it. Yeah, because the state I'm in now is like, I would say it's, I'm not, I haven't hit quite hit my revenue target. And, um, but I started with weekly and now I'm playing actually with only yearly but the weeklies have still kinda of stayed around. And it's been a good, you know, source of cash flow. So nice, I would, dude. I think it could be tougher to get weekly, but then it's you know, you're making a good amount through them because it's just weekly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the insane part. part. It's like it's a lot of, you know, it adds up and you get the email from Apple, you know, if you're on weekly. So I'm grateful that some people have stayed around, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think what we found is sometimes maybe monthly they don't stay as long as you want them. So I'm still trying to figure out like what's the right plan. You know, is it a weekly, is it a monthly, is it a yearly? And I don't know, like general rule of thumb might be to have a yearly plan, push them into the yearly plan because your LTV goes up, hopefully, right? Your revenue per download goes up because you get a lot more upfront. Yep the what are what are what have you found to help improve i know you're always working on improving those conversions what have you found that has worked pretty well for you recently
1: so they i would say that ad matters a lot okay so creative matters a lot that's one thing i see so it can it can change everything just from simply changing creative for facebook so there's so many elements i would say one other thing I've seen is just being not changing too much that's what I've been trying to do now going forward but just being very clear on what you're changing like having it like an A-B test and not changing too much like just I'm only going to change this particular thing and then I'll compare so but yeah I would say the having a good ad and maybe not just not just one you think is good but one that you know is converting and it's not always you know you have to test it but that can really be you know, the ad and definitely the subscription screen. So kind of things there.
0: Okay. Let's break that down if you don't mind. So the ad itself, like what, I know in the past, past guests have said, well, an ad, like Calm, they said an ad that shows off the app a little bit. And so they would play a little snippet of their meditation as an ad, and they found that to be the highest way. They were measuring off of retention, highest with retention. So for like a productivity app, like a scanner app, what have you found to be the most effective in terms of getting more subscribers into the app type of ad?
1: Oh, yeah. I'd say kind of like and what I've done is I've – you know, you want to analyze your competitors too, maybe base something off of them. (laughs) But I've seen ones that, the ones that have done the best for me are kind of, yeah, they're very simple. They're almost don't look professional. It's like someone using it and they're short. So it's kind of short. It shows what the app's doing. And it's, it's almost just like a regular person using it and using it, you know, in maybe like a busy place or you can just tell that they're kind of out and about. It's kind of done well.
0: Oh, I like that. And is it do you have like any words or music, you know, text that goes off the screen, like these fancy little animations with text, or is it just like somebody using it and then you rely on maybe the ad text or
1: the headline to drive the real oh, features uh, of the app? A little bit of text. Okay. Not too much text. So and I need to play with that more and see how that would be, but just a little bit of text, um and definitely music. Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. Nice. Definitely music. Cool. I love that, man. The, was it just constant testing or were you kind of like, did you find out, is it the research or testing that you're like, hey, on the go, PDF scanning, that's the type of messaging I want to get across on Facebook?
1: The research. I'd okay. I'd testing. Yeah, so research, testing, and I was running a couple different ones at the same time.
0: I love that, man. The, the next thing is the the pricing page. What's, what have you found to be effective on there?
1: I would say I've changed a lot of different things. I've done so many iterations. <laughs> so I'm trying to think when I first started. Um, I mean, the first thing is making sure that everything is wired up properly because there's so much. That's such an important page. So making sure that, you know, the buttons actually go to the proper subscriptions. And that you have tracking on each, on each button, you know, the tracking actually through what? Oh, tracking for, um, whatever events you're, you're trying to use.
0: Is that still through within Facebook or are you using some other platform too?
1: Oh, Facebook. And then I, okay. I was also using, um, apps flyer, but just making sure that you have the proper data on those, on those screens.
0: What are you using to AB test? I know a lot of people are saying Firebase to AB test, a lot of stuff, but what, what would you, I guess, what would your tech stack be too?
1: So I was using, I, I actually haven't used it yet, but I have it set up, Mixpanel. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's pretty expensive, Mixpanel. There's a lot of work to do to get it set up, like from a developer perspective. But I would say that's, I've heard good things about Mixpanel and I have that set up, so... That's what I would recommend. So I still have to play with it more to get it. I haven't quite done any. I've done kind of my own tests where I just launch, you know, change it and then make it live. But I do want to where I'm trying to go next now is to commit to, you know, a traffic investment that I want to make and then just make those small changes over a period of time. Because I think that's the easiest way.
0: Yeah. I like how you say it too. Like, you know, at the second screen on your onboarding experience, it says no need for a computer.
1: Yeah.
0: And you got to know like, Hey, this work, did you have this first or they add first? And then what came first? Did I have that messaging? No need for oh, a computer. Yeah.
1: yeah. I haven't changed that actually since I've launched it. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I say full access, try for free, free. Three day fra- trial, you have a lot of I'm kind of going through the audience. I figure Malcolm has done the work in terms of e v testing Here's what the current pricing page looks like right now. Try free and subscribe and you have a scrolling thing with all like the oh, five yeah. star reviews. I like having some social proof there too
1: yeah, so that's what i I played with you know i I'm confident enough sometimes you can make assumptions off your competitors and yeah. what the market's doing so My prior iteration had three different subscriptions. There was a lot going on, you know, so I think it almost had too many options for people. So that's kind of why I've gone straight to that one.
0: You know what I really like about the app too is, and I think this is a critical flaw in most people who are trying to get subscribers is obviously I can X out and say, Hey, I don't want to buy. Right. But up top, because, and I see this all the time, Malcolm, like you see all this empty space, right? you're like hey go scan a doc which you want people to do because it's clear like i want you to press the button to scan a doc because eventually you're going to pay after you find the usefulness out of it but they don't talk about that hey there's a premium plan right it's hidden somewhere i have to go into the settings i talk to clients all the time like you know i'm talking to you and i'm literally looking for a pricing plan but you know you don't have it like users need to know that you can buy right and you have this up front and center that it's not intrusive too, and I like the way you laid it out it's not intrusive but it just says no ads unlimited documents free trial so you gave a little bit of unique benefits and what why you need that and then free trial that's and everybody loves free so I like that you still have some placement of the premium the premium plan
1: oh for sure yeah maybe I could even say it too much <laughs>
0: <laughs> what <laughs> why because just it's showing up the whole time or what do you mean
1: well, will just, you know, as you're using it, you'll see like on the free. Like, oh, yeah, gotcha. There's a lot of features that are premium only, and then I also, I think it should definitely be in the settings too. So I have it in the settings also.
0: Like I oh, agree, it should be in the settings, but not only in the settings. You know, like yeah. bring it up because especially when there's that much space that yeah. is not utilized, like have it in the settings too. Here, yeah, I'm gonna try to. Yeah, because it
1: looks kind of empty on the pro.
0: Yeah. The pro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's the thing that frustrates me i'm like you have to you have to show a little bit more what's the strategy with the ads and showing the ads too and why not go straight like no ads and just try to get them to subscribe
1: yeah i haven't really done much iteration with the ads i'd say so i just kind of got them set up and stuck with it got it but it doesn't really maybe i should try changing it and, um i think for ads yeah you have to have so much what i've learned is so much traffic to really make them even that useful right like as far as like the revenue but it still brings some income so it's like you want there to be a value to the premium but i guess i you know i I could play with them it's a little aggressive right now i think where i but i i've set up a switch too where i can kind of optimize for you know after that first scan do i want to um optimize for, you know, review, Mm. uh, you know, an ad basically. Mm.
0: I like it. I would push review. I think it's a win for you. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that we're testing too, and I kind of put this out to my email list is using the word free. There's a great economist strategy and obviously it's, we all know this, but there was a great economist study where they were talking about like people would rather get something for free, even if it's less value, than saying a discount. So if I gave you a discount for, let's say, $10, you're like, cool, okay, that's interesting. But if I said, hey, you get two free cups of coffee, for example, with your donut, and the coffee's only like $4, you're more interested in the free coffee package rather than $10 discount because we just are more interested in free. So I've been trying to figure out ways to incorporate that psychology into the subscriptions and how do we sort of, reword or how do we use the word free a little bit more with some of our pricing pages? so oh, that's yeah. why we're a b testing on okay. our end
1: how often do you um make a change like based on like how long do you let something gather data
0: you know i usually and look i'm not statistic person but i usually wait at least a week and if i can get two weeks worth of data that's even better but at least a week just to get the week over week data right okay monday's conversions are going to act behave a certain way versus tuesday's conversions so i just want that full week of data and then i just test okay what was the left like it with aso with any of these pricing page tests that's how that's generally how long we wait
1: yeah yeah i know two of my bottlenecks have been my I still need to create. I'm waiting on some new designs, so that app store page is important. So I want to be able to test that kind of quickly, like a couple of different versions, you know. And then is that still getting that payment screen right, which I think is consistently testing. Yeah. Areas of improve.
0: Great man. What else? What else is working for you today? Like, if there's anything that you can share from that end.
1: Oh yeah, I would say. I mean, we mentioned it before, but the importance of reviews, Mm. because those are very important in the ranking too. So it's not just the downloads, but it's also the reviews. So making sure you have a way to get consistent reviews. So whether that's, like I mentioned, the, you know, trying to put that review prompt early in the app early, but you also want to show value. So making sure you get the review. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing that's helped me is being able to get reviews and or whether that's tapping people, you know, in your network or, you know, wherever you are. So Are you still
0: coding this stuff? Because I know you're a software
1: engineer. Or do you hire everybody? So I have my team for this. Yeah, but I, I look at the code a bit, but I'm not directly coding this app.
0: And it's the same team that works for the 7 Mile apps too? Mm -hmm. yeah nice man you know what I love what you put in a little description too is like you said I'm an entrepreneur and software engineer obvious that's obvious but I hone my skills from my experience with a number of startups in the San Francisco Bay Area and I like that too because I think sometimes as me I don't know if you felt this way because I think you're a lot younger than me Malcolm but like I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur but then having that startup experience it totally like I wouldn't because I thought like, oh man, after college, I should just be a straight entrepreneur. Cause you know, like you hear like the zucks of the world and they just went straight from college and all that stuff. But I like that. I had that experience because a lot of my skills and a lot of the growth hacking stuff that I had was because I was at these startups and I could utilize some of these things that I was interested in. And for me, man, when I was younger, I jumped from company to company, right? Like I was like, Boom. One year done next year, go to another company because I just had this search for knowledge and I wanted to learn. And I was at a big company and I was like, I don't want to just do one thing at this big company. I worked for walmart.com just running PPC ads. And I was like, no, I want to do more. I want to do email marketing. I want to do affiliate. So I went to a smaller company, spent like a year, year and a half there. And then I got to do so much more. And then went to even a smaller company where I was sort of like the head of growth and did a lot more. And then I eventually went to my last company where I stayed there for four Close to for like four or five years, and then left that to do this full time. But I think it's lost in that; those things helped me become a better entrepreneur too.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I could agree with that. Like, you just get the exposure to you know an early stage product, and um, that mindset. I think you know you get that a paycheck. Testing. Yeah, <laughs> constant testing was probably the most. You know, the thing that's echoed the most is like you know, this is something new, how do we set up a way to test consistently? And that's kind of, I feel like one of the themes of this, of the app world, is like you're testing constantly.
0: I wanted to point that out too, because for those who might be in the audience, being like, man, you know, I want to be like Malcolm. I want to run my own business. I want to be an entrepreneur now. Like, Be patient with it. Your time will come. The fact that you have that mindset to become an entrepreneur, I think eventually you'll find your way. But I think what you should also utilize is wherever you're at right now, Like, figure out what you can do to hone your skills. And then eventually when you leave, you'll become a way better entrepreneur too.
1: Definitely. I definitely say that. And get exposure, yeah, to a lot of different areas, because it does, having that software engineering background does help me. Yeah. I know, you know, how long certain things take, so I'm not going to get kind of, you know, taken advantage of as much, you know what I mean? And you kind of know what different, just the process, the different libraries that you may need and all that. So, but I'm trying to think if I, I guess I could say, I could talk a bit about to the, um, an influencer play that I've yeah. been kind of looking forward to. So that's been, and, you know, some of my learnings there, like I would say I haven't quite signed off with anyone's yet, but I'm talking to a couple influencers. What I've learned there is like, I would recommend as far as the first step is being able to reach out to them and actually get them to, you know, respond and take you seriously and all that. So I'd recommend emailing them. Versus you know sending the DM. That, How do you find
0: their email address? Is it use them, the ones that are listed?
1: Yeah, a lot of them will send their emails, and then you. Oh, have,
0: okay. You DM you know, them for an email address.
1: Or I mean, they'll they'll have it in their okay. buy it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you want to, you know, you want to um, come off professional in your email, mm. so that like this is from a legit company that you have an email address, like a company email, and. Um, that you're not trying, like, you actually want to pay, like, right. that you, you know, show them as a, uh, you know, you value their work, and that you're willing to pay for the service, kind of. That's kind of what I've seen, and then that's, that's allowed me to get, you know, them to let me know, you know, their direct, you know, promotion rates, and also, like, you can ask, for like, a media kit, but kind of, like, what is their you know, like what are some of their analytics and stuff? And then do they, do they actually like your product? You know, so all, <laughs> all those things are important. Like, can they write convincingly about it? So that's where I'm excited to try this as well. Cause I've been, I've been doing so much Facebook, but um, what I'm thinking of too, is like, so I've actually found a couple of apps that are, they have great Instagrams. So I'm thinking of making an Instagram. I just don't know if, so some of the ones I'm talking about are note taking apps hmm. and they have, there's a great community of them, but they, they basically will repost, you know, a lot of their, you know, people using their app and for note taking, it's nice because there's great, you can, you know, create great notes. One of them is good notes. Hmm. So you can create good notes and you know, with great graphics and everything. So with this, that's kind of what I'm thinking I'm going to do too, is create a really nice Instagram. And I don't know if it's, it's, I just have to play with it and see. I don't know if I can make it look as good or be as compelling because it's it's more of like a document scanner.
0: Right. Not, if I could, oh, sure. If I can make a suggestion. One of the things that Reflectly, Darius from Reflectly, the CMO, he said was working really well. And this ties in with your influencer marketing. He was using micro-influencers. So anywhere, I think it would just—I mean—look up micro influencers. But essentially, anything under a hundred thousand on Instagram, you can get them to work with them, pay a couple hundred dollars, get them to create the content for him. Like, what do you like about the app? Talk about the app, how it's cool, and all that stuff. And he'd pay him a couple hundred dollars. Now he wasn't looking for the reach, right? He wasn't like because their reach isn't probably not going to be that much. It might not drive downloads, but great—it's a cherry on top. But then, as you were talking about, like, good good notes, reposting, well then get them to share it. And then now you have content for your Instagram page and you can show people like using your app, showing off the app. But what he does with Darius, he uses that content as an ad on Facebook. And that's how he's been able to, he's like, we're seeing great results with using micro influencers who create the content. We just give them a couple of bullet points and then we use that content on Facebook ads and it's going really well.
1: Nice. yeah Yeah, that's that's worth trying yeah i like that so they how did
0: you find your influencers Malcolm?
1: i found them by so there's a good book that i was recommended so i'd recommend this book for anyone interested in uh influencer marketing but it's um influencer marketing mastery and it's by uh gordon i believe Mastery. okay i'll look it up i'll put it in the show notes as well but they recommend in that book to kind of go by the hashtag yeah. Yeah. So kind of find, kind of start with the hashtag and see who, you know, who ranks the best for that.
0: Oh, NG Gordon. Yeah. He's a past podcast guest of
1: mine. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, I it's, that book I like it. It's, it nice, was it's as far as learning about how to go about influencer, influencer marketing. And it, there's an audio book too of
0: mm-hmm. that.
1: Cool. I got to reach
0: out to him. Yeah, I, I think hashtag super important.
1: Yeah, go look at hashtag. That's pretty much what I did. And then from there, definitely look at um, related, you know, related um, mm-hmm. Yep. Love it, brother.
0: Anything else that you want to cover before we hit the big finish?
1: Um I can't think of anything else. If you if you have any other questions, yeah, let me know. No,
0: this is great, man. Hey Michael, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish besides scanner scan magic. What is one other app we should definitely check out?
1: I would say one other app I like is, um, so I've been interested in the video editor, editor apps and it's been a little bit since I've used it, but like uh, in-life video leap. Hmm. And um, I'm interested in the video space. So that's one I want to get into. But I would say the reason I like that one is just there's so many options. It's almost, it's almost like a, you know, the capability that, that you can get on a desktop on mobile. So
0: Inline video leap
1: uh, in light video in leap. light. Okay. So they have a couple of different apps in light and, uh, it's definitely a, one of the big players in the video space. Yes. Relating.
0: Yeah. So I think if you just search for, is it just search for video light mm. and, or video leap and you'll you'll find it.
1: But I like those. I also like uh, DJ-style apps. Nice. That's also a space that I'm looking into. And those are – you can just do so many things. They're, they're fun. They're engaging.
0: What's a DJ app
1: that you like? You basically can play music. You know, you can kind of – it's like a beat pad.
0: Yeah. You know, so I was trying to redo my Sleep Sounds app, and I was trying to find a good DJ beat app because I'm trying to incorporate some of their UI into like a sleep sounds type of app and I could have, I, and I found some decent ones where I'm like, okay, this is basic UI, but like, do you have a favorite one? Oh, I get like, inspiration.
1: It's called super pads. Okay. Super pads. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of different ones, but this one is fun because they have actual like real songs on there too. Okay. I'll check that one out. Yeah. I think they're pretty innovative and they're fun, you know?
0: I just wanted to figure out a way to redo the sleep sounds and come up with a cool UI. And I thought that, I just thought like beat making, this is very similar to what I'm trying to do with my app that that would try to incorporate both elements into one.
1: Yeah, Check out super brother.
0: What's a, what's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? It could be business or personal.
1: Like I guess I'm trying to think from the app. I would say, you know, patience, I think we mentioned it before, but patience with the app process, because you, you can kind of pick it up based off what we talked about. It's like, you want to try so many things like there's, let's try this, let's try this. And then it's, it's a process to it all. So, and there's so many data points. So it's just being, I would say be patient with the process, but still, still push, you know, but understand that sometimes it can take a little longer, like things get rejected, you know, especially when you're really pushing the envelope when you're, (laughs) came in screen.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, enough. Awesome. that's awesome, man. All right. Well, the website is sevenmileapps.com. So if you're looking for an app development firm, Malcolm's going to, look, he's got his own apps. He understands the app space. Constantly, constantly tweaking. So you're going to get that marketing knowledge from the product knowledge that he already has through his own apps when you're, when, you're, when he's creating your app as well. So it's 7 Mile Apps. Spell out 7 Mile Apps all linked up into your favorite podcast app. And if you want to check out Malcolm's app, go check out, go search for Scan Magic in the iOS store. You can find that as well. Malcolm, if the audience wants to follow up with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else?
1: I would say um, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter at uh, Imperish91 or you know, through those links as well on there. Great, man. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. It's been a pleasure meeting you in person. I'm glad glad we got to reconnect. Thank you, James, for reconnecting Malcolm and I.
1: It's been great. Thank you for having me on. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Thank you always for listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Nice.